1: What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast, July 16th, 2021. Your boy Q here. As always, you know, you can find me on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. Locked On Raider Podcast, voicemail line, always wide open like some old school TV antennas, 707 654 4693. Fresh off my first day on the radio in Las Vegas, and it was amazing. It was incredible. I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, the Raiders headquarters in Henderson. It was just crazy, you know, to have my very first show in the 702 actually be – At the Raiders headquarters was absolutely amazing. So, definitely going to tell you all about it here in segment number one. Segment number two and segment number three, man, I had a really, really good interview I did with former Raider linebacker Kirk Morrison. I talked about it on Thursday's show. And uh, of course, it was on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday. But I thought it was a really, really good interview. And it was really good to hear from Captain Kirk. He's one of my favorite Raiders. Uh, You know, obviously, we had the conversation of greatest Raiders of all time. He's not a greatest Raider of all time, but. He was a really damn good one, (laughs) you know, really damn good one. And not only that, he's a good dude. You know, real good, humble, down-to-earth dude. So I'm going to play that interview coming up in segment number two In segment number three. Uh, as I mentioned here in segment number one, I'm going to tell you about the first day at the headquarters there in Henderson. Uh, tell you my John Gruden story and also get to a couple calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. Trying to close this week out really, really strong. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And I mentioned my John Gruden story. Let me go ahead and tell you this. And I mentioned it on the radio on Thursday, but I got to tell you the John Gruden story. I said it early on in the show, but man, oh, man. I get to the facility, right, and I'm trying to be cool as the other side of the pillow. I'm trying to be as professional as possible. I'm not trying to geek out or try to fan out because, you know, growing up a Raider fan or anything, and all of a sudden I'm pulling up to the, the headquarters. I'm, I'm trying to be the cool dude. I roll out to security, let them know I'm here to do a radio show. They buzz me in. Boom, tell me you can park. I park in the furthest spot away. I mean, I, I barely even got through the gate and I saw a parking spot. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to park right here and walk all the way to the, you know, all the way to the, the facility. And a guy meets me like halfway through the parking lot. I was like, you don't have to park this far away. You could park, you know, closer. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. I don't want to get in the way or anything. I just, I'm, I'm good. Kind of nervous. Not going to lie. I, I don't get too nervous about anything, but I was a little nervous, you know, first day, uh, you know, going to be on the radio and I'm going to be there at the facility. And I didn't know what to expect. You know, I'd never been there before, so. Uh, he tells me, no, man, just go ahead and park closer, man. There's plenty of spots up there. It's, it's the end of the day. There's no, no players here. So it's not like anyone's going to get in your way or you're going to get in anyone's way. And so I said, all right, cool, no doubt. I'll roll up. I go to my car. I roll up. I go to the very, very front row. Like, there's no other closer parking spots than where I go. And, of course, I didn't see any spot. And I thought, great. And then I see a blue Mercedes rolling directly at me. I'm in my car. They're in their car. Well, you know when a car starts to slow down and you start to see their window roll down, that means that they want to talk to you. So the first thing I thought was great. Whoever it is is going to be like, what are you doing here? Why are you not way back in the back? So I thought I was in trouble. Roll down the window. They roll down their window. I look out. It's head coach John Gruden. First guy I see, Raider Nation. First guy I see when I get to the facility is head coach John Gruden. And he says, welcome. Hey, how you doing? And I just, I mean, Raider Nation, I got this big old smile on my face. Like, you know what I mean? Like the first time that that girl that you've been chasing forever says I do (laughs) or says yes, (laughs) I'll go out with you or I'll give you my number depending on your age. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, I got that big old smile on my face. And, hey, coach, how you doing? I'm good, man. It's been a long day. I'm about to get out of here, but uh, we're glad to have you here. I was like, hey, I'm glad to be here, coach, you know? And, And then he's about to drive off. And before he rolls out, he says, oh, hey, nice car. And then, and I say, yeah, you too, coach. Like, duh, he's in a blue Mercedes. It's a fancy Mercedes It's John Gruden. Of course he's in a nice car. Like I couldn't have thought of anything more creative to say than yeah, you too, coach. (laughs) What a dummy. Anyway, that was my John Gruden story. I, I, I met him immediately when I walked or not walked into, but I rolled into the parking lot. He was rolling out. I was rolling in and he stopped to make sure he talked to me. So Oh, that's really cool, man. That w- that was cool of him to do that and really made me feel welcome and kind of relaxed me a little bit, calmed the nerves a little bit from having to go into the building and, and put on a radio show. And I didn't know who was going to be watching. I didn't know who was going to be in the room. I, di- I didn't know. I just knew I was going in there to do a radio show. And, and the good thing about it is I did. And a lot of you probably listened to the show, and I do appreciate that. I think it went really, really well. And, uh, you know, that's just me filling in for Vinny. Uh, when I really get my, my hands on my show – when it goes from two to four, it's going to be on and popping. So uh, that was, that was cool, man. That was really, really exciting. And, and, uh, uh, hopefully we do that. Actually, I know we'll do that a lot more. I'll actually be back at the facility on the 20th. That's next week to, uh, to talk to the Raiders and then do my radio show again, or do Vinny's radio show again. So, uh, good stuff right there. And, uh, yeah, shout out to John Gruden for making me feel very welcome there at the facility. Now, Quickly, I want to get into a couple calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. And then in segment number two and three, we'll get to the Kirk Morrison interview that I had on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday. But a lot of good feedback off the greatest Raider conversation. And I had this conversation on the radio as well and got a lot of great feedback as well. So I want to make sure that, you know, your voice is heard or your texts are are, are heard and, and, you know, expressed here on the podcast. So let's start things off with a text from Alex. And this actually has nothing to do with the greatest Raider of all time. Says, hey Q, haven't been listening as closely lately, so not sure if you heard of this. Mike Mayock did an interview on Lindsay Rhodes' podcast, and it is such a good listen. Partway through and just love it so far. Wanted to say congrats on a new job, man. So happy for you. And know you're going to absolutely kill it in Vegas. Hope life isn't too crazy for you. That's from Alex. And yeah, it's a little crazy. Still trying to find a place to live, and that's a whole other scenario. I could do a whole podcast on trying to find a place to live in Vegas right now. Unbelievable. Maybe I'll do a bonus but po- No, I won't. the wife would kill me. Like, are you serious? You're going to do a bonus podcast? But uh, I I really could. I could do about 40 minutes on the disaster, not disaster, the nightmare that it is trying to find a place to live in Vegas, but either way um, yeah, I have heard that and some people have suggested that uh, that podcast, I should give it a listen with Mike Mayock and I will I hear it's really, really good, I know a lot of people have been referencing it, uh, Lindsay Rose does a really good job uh, on the daily really covering the NFL and of course Mike Mayock is one of those guys similar to John Gruden that will capture a room when he talks he's just really good, that's that TV background in him so uh, I'll definitely check that out and I do suggest it for anyone else, you want to hear G.M. Mike Mayock, he's on the Lindsey Rhodes podcast. You should go ahead and check that out. And that's another goal. It's another goal of mine. I'll interview him at some point. I don't know when, but I'll get an opportunity at some point to interview GM Mike Mayock and head coach John Gruden. Next up, got a call from Grumpy Ass Mexican. He's calling to talk about his thoughts on the greatest Raider of all time. Here he is, Grumpy Ass Mexican. Q,
0: Grumpy Ass Mexican here. Hey, I just had to stop the podcast real quick on the greatest Raider uh, you know, to ever play in the NFL. Sorry about this, but I'm at work. Anyways, and you're right, man. It's generational. Cause you know, I I remember watching Paul Jackson in the Kingdom, you
2: know, and
0: uh, a bunch of stuff like that. You know, but anyway, it is true. Cause you know what? My son's favorite player, and he said he's certainly the greatest player he's ever seen, is uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's a big Josh Jacobs fan. He's only ten. If he doesn't know too much about anybody else, right? My favorite, you know, player at one point in time was Bo Jackson. And then guess what? Like you said, Eric Allen. Man, I love it. And then just see, you know, he on defense and stuff. Nnamdi, um Charles Woodson, all that stuff. you right. Just certain players call your certain, you know, call, catch your attention and stuff, you know? Like one player that I wish would have been a Raider was Barry Sanders, favorite running back ever. Anyways, that's a different subject, right? But, yeah, you're right. Anyways, Q, just heard you on Vinny's uh, show today. Great job. I love the energy that you bring. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm proud, dude. I'm like, it's just like watching your kid grow up and shit. I know you're, you're the same age and all that, but it's, it's awesome, dude, what you're doing. You know, living the dream, how everything came through your way. Anyways, keep doing what you're doing. Go Raiders
1: there he goes grumpy ass Mexican right there and again man it's just it is such a generational question and uh, when I asked that question on the radio I got so many different answers and you can hear just like you you had different answers you can hear uh, generations in the calls in the responses you know who was the first person that you thought of when you thought of the Raiders I mean it was just so many different varieties of names and again that's a lot of credit to the Raiders because they have so much history and so many great players and I got a tweet from someone saying hey hey all the greatness and all the history of the Raiders is great, but I'm ready for the Raiders to make some new history. And that's a great point. It's it's about time to start making some new history too, right? Start getting some of those players that are are the most memorable players, start getting them on the new teams, you know? And and that's that's a very valid point. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the time when that happens. So thank you so much for that call. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, Next up, I got a text from Big Ben, the Raider version. It says, Q, Big Ben, the Raiders version. Greatest Raider of all time. You are right on with it being a generational thing. The word greatest can even be debated. Who did the most for the team? Who was the most successful on Loaded Teams? The biggest name and the most game-changing. Also, where is the fan from? And what age did you start watching live Raider games? Like you said, it's a generational question. Someone from the 60s and 70s, monster Oakland teams. Plenty of Hall of Famers to choose from. I was born and raised in SoCal when the Raiders were in L.A., so if you asked me, I'd say Howie Long on D and Bo Jackson on O. Bo changed the game and changed the advertising game. Growing up a young Raider fan in Southern Cal around Bo, he was bigger than life. Twenties, the young 40-year-old Raider fans might say C. Wood, maybe even Tim Brown. Very young fans could say the guy that's breaking all the QB records, despite being one of the very few good pieces, personnel coaching, even front office in a rough stretch of Raider history, Derek Carr. In the end, nobody's wrong. They are all Raider greats, and like you said, it's all generational. That's from Big Ben, the Raider version. Thank you so much. I like the way you broke that down, my man. Good stuff. Up next, got a call from Dana from Boca Raton. He's calling to talk about Alex Leatherwood and what Lincoln Kennedy, Eric Allen, and JT the Brick all had to say about him after the draft and how the team really thinks of Alex Leatherwood. Really good call here by Dana from Boca Raton.
2: My man Q the PD. This is your uh, your boy Dana from Boca Raton, originally from SoCal, living the good life here in South Florida. Q, as I've told you, just so happy for you, man. Program Director Q Myers, how awesome is that? Excited for you to be on Vinny's uh, show tonight in the huddle and tomorrow doing the brother takeover, as uh, Pritch called it, with uh, Q and Clay tomorrow. I'm um, looking forward to hearing you. Looking forward to all the things. Love the interview you had with uh, Big Link, the lady that won. Uh, she was quite the inspiration. And, you know, meeting with the president already. How cool is that? But Q, I um, look forward to what's coming in the weeks to come, hearing you on the radio for two hours at a time instead of just a short podcast. We need more Q in our life. That's for sure. Um, when you do talk to Lincoln Kennedy again next, I think it's the important point. What that Vinny brought up after he met with him at his crab restaurant, um, when I heard the draft coverage after the draft, and JT was with Eric Allen and Lincoln, and Lincoln was talking about young Mr. Leatherwood and how Tom Cable had pointed him out to him two years prior, and they had their eye on him, and they did not think that Mr. Leatherwood was going to last until 16. they know he wasn't going to make it out of the first round. And when I watched uh, some tape and some film study by the the guy on top billing and some of the others, he's a big Washington fan. He was hoping that Washington was going to get him. When you see Leatherwood went up against the kind of elite talent that he went in. Yeah, he got beat a couple times, but he stoned more people than he got beat. And he was handling things. And I can't wait to see him mauling people and getting to the second level, opening up things for Jacobs and for Drake and just making this offense even better because we know when they put eight men in the box that Derek Carr is going to change the play and bust that thing open. So let's go Raiders, and let's get more of Q Myers. Catch you on the next time.
1: There he goes right there. Dana from Boca Raton. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate you. Thanks for the shout out. And yeah, it's funny you mentioned Vinny talking about what Lincoln had to say about Alex Leatherwood. And and yeah, he was very, as a matter of fact, and I remember Lincoln Kennedy being pretty upset that so many people were upset about the drafting of Alex Leatherwood at number 17 overall. And that includes me. That includes me, and I have no problem. And when I do get a chance to talk to Lincoln Kennedy, matter of fact, I thought I was going to be able to get him on the morning show Uh, this morning. I thought I was going to be able to get him on uh, with Pritch and Clay. Well, Pritch and Clay, but I'm filling in for Clay. So I thought that I was going to have an opportunity to talk to him. But uh, he's going to actually join the show sometime next week. I was going to tell him that. Hey, I was one of the guys that was critical about it. I thought that that was a reach at number 17. I have no problem saying that. I felt a lot better after Trayvon Merrick was drafted in round two. But, uh, the Raiders aren't worried about me, but I, I did I did think it was interesting that they had been looking at him for so long. I heard what Vinny said, that they had been looking at uh, at Alex Leatherwood for a couple years. They really, really badly wanted him. So, uh, obviously, they got a plan for him, and and Mike Mayock said he's going to be the starting right tackle day one. He's got to hold that spot down, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually getting excited. I'm getting fired up because if they've been monitoring this dude for a couple years and really, really want him, there's a reason for it. It ain't just because, oh, he's a big guy that could block. I mean, there's reasons. They obviously see something in him that they think this guy could be real deal, big time, right tackle for years to come. I mean, they're, they're obviously very excited about him. So that kind of gets me juiced a little bit more as well. So that's all I got time for as far as calls and texts go. Coming up in segment number two and three, you'll hear my conversation from Thursday with former Raider linebacker Kirk Morrison, uh, the the, the The interview was on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday, but I thought it was a really good interview, and I want to bring it to you, and I'll bring it to you next here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action. The baseball season is back. The All-Star break is over. NBA Finals, we're staring Game 5 straight in the face. That's coming up on Saturday. UFC, MMA, that goes on all the time. Before the next pitch, the next home run, the next three-pointer or slam dunk, Head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Get off the sidelines, get into the game. Again, head to the website using your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on. That's how you get that 50% welcome bonus. You've got to use the promo code locked on. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, part one of my conversation with Kirk Morrison, is coming up next.
0: Every day,
1: all right, Raider Nation. Here we are, segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into part one of my conversation with Captain Kirk is what I like to call him, Kirk Morrison, former Raider linebacker, was drafted in the third round in 2005. Really good dude, Uh really good player for the Raiders. Not to mention a really good player, right? He was a really good dude, but and is a really good dude right now. But man, he was a hell of a player for the Raiders. Him and Thomas Howard, and you'll hear that conversation. You hear me talk about T. Howard as well. But uh, I just wanted to play the interview for you. I thought it was really, really. good. Good. Thought it was a great way to to finish off the week really strong. So uh, without further ado, here's part one of my conversation with former Raider linebacker Kirk Morrison. Pleased to have now on the phone lines my guy, former Raiders linebacker Kirk Morrison. And Kirk, thanks for joining the show. And as I'm sitting here in the Raiders facility, I kind of get goosebumps. You know, I'm a young man who grew up rooting for the Silver and Black. Now, now I'm doing a radio show from their facility. So for you, as a young man who grew up in a family of Raider fans, to actually be drafted by the Raiders, the hometown team. What did that mean to you?
3: It meant a lot because it was like the only team that I could ever root for, only cheer for. So whether the Raiders won whether the Raiders lost, they were always still our team. So, you know, kind of growing up, you know, a lot of people in the Bay Area decided to be Niner fans. That was never me. I was always a Raider fan, a born bred. And, you know, for me, being able to play for the Raiders, definitely it always felt different for me. It always felt bigger. It wasn't just the team I played for. It was kind of the the way of life that I've always had. So definitely one of the uh, best parts of my life was not only being a Raider fan, but I think also being able to put that silver and black uniform on.
1: How proud was your dad as a guy who was a season ticket holder for the silver and black? How proud was he of you to be a member of the Raiders?
3: Oh, man. He, I mean, he still talks about it to this day. Uh, I will always be his uh, favorite Raider for sure, but you know, definitely he was a proud dad. Um, You know, I think just because you know he watched me as a kid, you know, sitting right next to him in 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 the Coliseum and watch every game, and we cheered loud. And you know, you never thought that one day that you could actually watch your son out there on the field. So it always for me was one of those surreal moments because you know, honestly. It was just, you know, those moments of sitting there watching greater football up in the third deck. And then, you know, fast forward, all of a sudden you're watching the same game, but yet now the son who sat next to you for all those years is actually out there on the field. So I know those memories are something that we'll keep for the rest of our life. And, you know, now we get to share the same memories. Now that I'm a retired player, we get to watch the games together and uh, kind of relive those memories before I was a Raider as a young child.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, you're a member of the Raiders for life. They always say once a Raider, always a Raider. And I get it being an NFL player in general. I mean, that's a that's a great fraternity to be a part of. But just, you know, once a Raider, always a Raider. You know how the organization treats anyone who's ever played for the team. I mean, just how great has that been just over the years, even as you retired?
3: You know, it's always been something that you've always felt. I've always felt the connection to the guys who played before me. And like I mentioned, being a Raider fan, um, you know, to me, being feeling as if I was an equal to guys like Art Shell and Gene Upshaw and Freddie Belitnikoff, you know what I mean, right. Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson. And to say that we all have something in common, man, it, that's pretty sweet. You know, and I tell people that all the time. Especially now, like you mentioned down there in Las Vegas, being able to go tour the stadium and to see my name on the legacy bricks of <laughs> Raiders of past, present, and future. You know, definitely it gives you goosebumps to say that we're part of a small fraternity of guys. To don that silver and black
1: yeah it's it's special man it really is and like i said just sitting here at the facility uh some place i thought i would never be ever as a young man like i said rooting for the raiders sitting in the third deck of the coliseum as well now we all come full circle it's just really really amazing talking right now with captain kirk kirk morrison here on raider nation radio 920 kirk was a third round pick in 2005 of the oakland raiders and Kirk, we've talked before multiple times about trying to get this defense fixed. This has been something that has been, you know, the big elephant in the room for the Raiders. They bring in Gus Bradley as defensive coordinator. Ron Miles as the defensive back coach. Richard Smith, linebackers coach. All three guys very well respected in the NFL. How do you think they go about trying to turn a defense around that has talented players, just haven't been able to get the most out of them yet?
3: You know, honestly, it, it sounds cliche, but just back to the basics. Going back to square one. Um, and not implementing a system where guys feel like they have to slow down and think and understand and try to figure out, but more or less making up I mean, not making up, but the system that Dan Quinn and Gus Bradley, and you could throw in Chris Restart, like all the defensive coordinators that have come through the Seattle system. What makes that defense special, and I can even throw in Robert Sala right now, who's a defensive, who was former defensive coordinator for the 49ers, now yeah. head coach with the New York Jets. The one thing that they love about the defense is simplicity, yet it's complex. And, and And the reason why it's simplicity is that they only run a couple coverages, but they run them so good and so effective that you can actually be complex in how you disguise and how you show different looks. Because it's actually just still the same thing, and so that goes back to the basics. That goes back to square one. That goes back to just talking football and how offenses are trying to attack you in your defense. Every defense has a has a, has a weak spot. That's just part of the NFL. Right. No defense is inferior, but you have to find ways to not allow an offense to get to your weak spot. And that's what I think the conversation has to be with Gus Bradley and that defensive staff is how do we get everybody on the same page as quick as possible, but also doing things in which it doesn't take a ton of communication it's when you line up, you go play and everyone's thinking the same thing at the same time.
1: Yeah. You know, you said something that really stood out to me and, and we've talked about Corey Littleton in the past when he became a free agent, the Raiders picked him up from the Rams. You've seen him up close and personal and you had a lot of glowing remarks to say about him just as early as last season, but it didn't work out for him last year for the Raiders with the Raiders because of what I felt was what you said he was thinking. So he was reacting a little bit slower. And of course in the NFL, the play is going to get past you if you have to think so it, with Corey Littleton, you know how good he can be. Do you think this is all about, like you said, simplicity to get him back to playing what he was playing when he was with the Rams?
3: Well, I think it's 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 not a, a it's simplicity. But what I'm saying, when we're saying, simplicity is more or less allowing guys to pull, use their athletic ability. Right. You know, sometimes you have a defense that's hey, you have to be in this spot and be here because this guy's counting on you to do this and do that. But if you get a defense where everybody is like, look, we're going to play with off our athletic ability. We're going to use our instincts. That's what a lot of defensive coordinators. Sometimes I think they fail to do because it's so system oriented. But in this system, it's about playing off your instincts. It's about being able to. Yeah, I can be in that spot. But I can also have instincts to go make a play. And if I do miss that play, I'm not going to you know, hold the defense hostage. I can still be able to recover. And I think that's where Corey Littleton is going to take off this season is because he's going to be in a situation where he doesn't have to worry about having to not you know, use his instincts. That's what makes him a good player is because his instincts in finding the football, making those plays, you know, stripping the football, interceptions, those are all the things that he was able to do in L.A., because he was such an instinctual player and he was able to if he was you know made a mistake he would recover and right. when he recovered man you definitely felt it
1: Talking right now with Kirk Morrison here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, there's been a lot of uh, hybrid positions or hybrid players now, especially you see them in the draft. A lot of guys, and the Raiders have a few on their team right now, that were drafted. They were safeties in college, but they're going to move up to, to play that linebacker position. Divine Diablo is one guy that comes to mind that was just drafted by the Raiders. How tough of a transition? I know you didn't have to make that transition, but how, t- how difficult do you think of a transition that will be for guys that played safety in college?
3: Yeah, but I think a lot of them played around the football, though, and they ran around the line of scrimmage. And so you find ways to put them in and get them comfortable. So it may not be right away in the base package, but mm-hmm. you can have a package, a nickel, a dime, um, or, or a dollar package, so somewhere where you put a couple of hybrid guys out there and they're playing you know, certain personnel groupings. I know for me, you know, in my career, uh, there were times where um, early on that, okay, I would play against certain personnel groupings, and I would be used a different way. And I knew that. And it was fun because it got you acclimated. And then the next thing you know, you're able to expand. And now you're in another package. Now you're in another package. The next thing you know, you're playing all the packages. So you start small and you work your way out. That's how uh, I think guys like Divine Diablo and other guys who are these hybrid players where the NFL is going to where a guy can, you know, have the the ability of a safety, but have the coverage uh, of, a, of a safety linebacker, right. but then also be able to go up and fill on the run. It really starts with just small packages, and then you branch your way out. and I think the transition can be kind of seamless, but it does take time. It doesn't happen overnight. And we've seen so many players in the league, you know, they start off and things are good, or they start slow early on, and all of a sudden it just clicks, it picks up. Whether that's game two, game three. You know, game eight, game nine, whatever it may be, it does finally uh, catch up. And you see a lot of players take off.
1: So there's part one of my conversation right there, talking all things Raiders and just kind of what it meant to be a member of the silver and black, what it means to be a part of the fraternity that that is forever, once a Raider, always a Raider. And I know for a couple guys, that's debatable. <laughs> you know, there's a couple choice guys that Raider Nation kind of rolls their eyes like, yeah, he was never a Raider. You know what I mean? And, and I, hey, Randy Moss to me, never a Raider. Warren Sapp, never a raider. Uh Jamarcus Russell, he was never a raider. You know what I mean? There's certain guys that just, in my opinion, were never raiders, but I get it. I get it. And I understand the way that the organization thinks. Once a raider, always a raider, and shows that love and and always is, you know, is part of the fraternity. So, I mean, it is what it is. But uh Captain Kirk is definitely all Raider through and through. So, part two of our conversation is going to come up on the other side in segment number three. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors here of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And the first one is RockAuto.com. I've been telling you about them for quite a while. You know, they're the family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. And the great thing about rockauto.com is the prices. I mean, there's a lot of great things about rockauto.com. You know, the convenience of the website, the fact that you can find every single part that you want, uh, the fact that it's delivered directly to your door. I mean, you know, just there's so many things to like about rockauto.com. But as I mentioned, the best thing about it is the prices. Everything is low. You know, the the prices are the same for you as it is for professionals. So there's no reason you're not going to spend 30%. You're not going to spend 50%. You're not going to spend 100% more as you would sometimes with a, you know, a chain store or or a car dealership. If You take your car into the dealership, you know, they'll spike the prices up. Well, rockauto.com's got you covered like an old-school Jimmy hat, man. They'll definitely take good care of you. Just go there, go through the website, look for all the parts you need, and they'll get you hooked up, and the parts, like I mentioned, will get delivered directly to your door. Uh, again, price is super low. So only thing I ask you to do while you're there on the website, just put On Raiders Podcast in the little box that said How'd you hear about us? That's how they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job. Great selection, super low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at one spot. That's rockauto.com. I also want to tell you about Built Bar, and I've been telling you about Built Bar for many, many, many moons, right? been telling you about some of these flavors for a while as well. German chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, salted caramel, double chocolate, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry barcia, and coconut and, and lately i've been on a cookies and cream just go you know what i mean i just i've really been in the zone for cookies and cream not sure why but it's just it's one of those things you get going on a certain flavor and sometimes you stick with it well cookies and cream has been my go-to as of late but you know coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange german chocolate there's not a bad one there they're all really really good and there's always a, a flavor that's a limited time addition as well grasshopper cookie was the latest one, but. There's other ones as well, and they'll pop up every once in a while. You just got to go and check it out at BuiltBar.com. Uh, you use the promo code LOCK15 when you go to check out. You're going to save 15% off your order. So not only are we going to get you hooked up with a protein bar that tastes great, but also going to save you money at the same time. So uh, that's a win-win situation, right? That's how we get down. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15. Going to save you 15% off your order at checkout at BuiltBar.com. Segment number three, part two of my conversation with Captain Kirk Morrison's coming up next.
0: You're locked on Raiders. Your
1: daily podcast on the las
0: vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: here we go raider nation segment number three of today's locked on raiders podcast time to jump into part two of my conversation with kirk morrison you heard about 10 minutes of the conversation in segment number two now about the second 10 minutes about the second half of the conversation is coming up right now here it is myself and kirk morrison from raider nation radio 920 on thursday Another conversation we've been having around here lately is is about defenses carrying a team, and, and that really doesn't happen a lot in the league. But when it does, we remember, you know, when a, there's a dominant, dominant defense, we say, "Man, remember that team." But it doesn't happen all the time. And I go back to 2006 and 2007. You were on those Raiders teams, and in, in 2006, top 10 defense, but 32nd offense team went 2 and 14. You know, I mean, just the balance has to be there. How critical is that? And the Raiders have a really good offense, but they're trying to get that defense up to speed. How critical is it to have that, that balance.
3: Well, it, it's always critical. And because, you know, each side is going to need each other, but that's the way the NFL is though, because, right. you know, honestly, sometimes you have to find what is our team's identity this season. Sometimes the defense just is that much better. Sometimes the offense is that much better and you never know what it's going to be to the actual season starts. And sometimes like I give a lot of credit to a lot of the other teams around the league, because, you know, sometimes they see things in the offseason and they attack the offense differently. And all of a sudden the offense isn't the same offense that you saw the year prior, but yet the defense is a lot better than the year prior. And so every year you never know what is going to be what carries your team. Maybe it's the run game. Hey, maybe it's the rush defense or our pass defense. Maybe we're able to sack the quarterback more on third down. You know, you honestly don't know until the season starts just because of the way the league is. And I think that's what makes that, uh, you know, sort of that, the the, the yin and the yang, right? You right. mentioned, like, what's going to curious, like, you honestly... You don't know, but what you want to have is just a little bit to where you don't feel like we have to do this, right? You don't need an offense that has a score of 40 points a game to be in it. You want to be able to say, you know what, we want to score this amount of points because we know we have a defense that's not going to give up this amount of points. That's that's when that synergy is is happening, and you hope to get that early on.
1: With the way that the NFL is really kind of trending, so the offenses really have an opportunity to thrive. I mean, it's really making life difficult on the defenses, but in my opinion it's almost where defense just has to be opportunistic. Create a turnover here. Get a sack late. Force a field goal instead of a touchdown when it's crunch time. Is that kind of what really needs to happen now moving forward with some of these defenses? Yeah, sometimes it just stops,
3: man. I always say, look, if you get a stop, that's like like a punt. I mean, that's like a punt. That's a turnover, you know. In in this league, some of the offense can score at will or they can score a lot of points. And so I I, I label that also well from my work in college football is that, you know, sometimes a punt is is a turnover, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? The punt is getting the ball back to your offense. You're keeping the other team off the scoreboard, and sometimes that's all you need—just getting a stop, not allowing points on the scoreboard. And I think that's where you start to add them up. So, hey, fellas, we had eight punts today. Next week, we want ten, right? Because we know that when you're punting the football to us, we're keeping the points, you know, off the scoreboard, and and that's to me just as just as big as getting a turnover. That's just as big as getting an interception, or you know, a force in the fumble because you're just taking away opportunities from the offense and those start to add up. At the end of the day your your offense has more possessions than their, than their offense. Yeah, that's going to help out tremendously. Yeah,
1: you're going to win a lot of games that way. We're talking right now with Captain Kirk, Kirk Morrison here on Raider Nation Radio 920 and Kirk just got a couple more questions for you talking about turnovers and I mentioned the 2006-2007 season. Going back to those seasons uh, your running mate, man, Thomas Howard it was the law firm of Morrison and Howard law firm of Howard and Morrison, however you wanted to word it. Uh, you guys were locked down linebackers created a bunch of turnovers. I know I know you guys were in almost a competition at who was going to get more interceptions, who was going to help out the offense. We obviously mm-hmm. lost Thomas way too early, man. That was uh, horrible, but I know his, his birthday just passed. And, and that was your running yeah. mate, man. Uh, what do you think when his birthday passes and whenever you get just an opportunity to think of, of, of T Howard, man, what are your thoughts?
3: You know, man, it was just one of my best friends. Uh yeah. known Thomas for a very long time. And you know, the story I always tell people is that I first met him when he was just a uh, a walk-on player at UTEP. Yeah, San Diego State played down there, and uh, there was a particular play in which our running back had, you know, broke through the line of scrimmage and he was just in the clear, nobody around. And this guy, number forty for UTEP, literally comes from across the field out of nowhere and tracks are running back down. And I was like, who and what was that? Cause that was not human." And it was Thomas Howard. And so that's when I first heard the name Thomas Howard. And so kind of follow a guy throughout his college career. Then all of a sudden, you know, we were getting ready to draft a linebacker. I remember our linebacker coach then told us "said man, this is a kid out of UTEP, it's pretty good. And I said, wait, Howard? He said, yeah, how do you know? I said, man, let me tell you about this play. And coach found the play. And he was, I was like, coach, and ultimately i think that was one of the reasons why they brought in thomas just unbelievable speed just uh, athletic i mean i could he does he did so many things on the field that i wish i could do and so i would marvel at a lot of things that he did i wish i had a couple more interceptions that year i dropped a couple but it was such a friendly competition because we both um we we wanted the best for each other yeah and we studied and we did everything that we could and we wanted to help our team and one of the things as well, we wanted to let everybody know that we can catch the football too, right. so that was one of the best years of my career for sure and uh, you know, definitely miss Thomas each and every day.
1: Yeah, no doubt and, and I remember that like it was yesterday, 2007 I believe the the Raiders were playing the Browns at the Coliseum and again, sitting yeah. in the third deck of the, of the Coliseum, uh, you got an interception and you laid out, Kirk, and I've never asked you about this, but you laid out to get that ball, you got it around midfield and I think you took it all the way back to about the five yard line just about scored a touchdown. I think the Raiders ended up kicking a field goal after that, but uh, you <laughs> took that back. That was one hell of an interception. I don't, I, that must have been your best interception in your career.
3: Yeah, one of my best. Um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, as far as like showed off the athleticism, yeah, it was one and it was just film study. Like, I knew what they were trying to do it was a third down play. And that's where I wanted to really show people that I was a every down linebacker, that yeah. third down leave me on the field, and it was a play to Kellen Winslow, to tight end. And I knew that they always wanted to run a certain route, and they thought that I would stay front side, and I flipped my hips and was able to turn around and get backside, and they put the ball in an area where I kind of knew they were going to be. And so shout out to a lot of my defensive coaches because we talked about it all week and the actual play happened. I was able to grab it and wish I could have returned it to the house, but also Thomas had an interception that game as well. So, you know, we just, um, you know, whatever, whenever I did something, he was like, okay, it's my turn. He did something, (laughs) I was like, all right, it's my turn. That was the the friendly competition that we always had.
1: It was so fun to watch. I mean, it really was. Even with the season without a lot of wins, just seeing that friendly competition, like you said, between you two was great. I I love living through all of that. And I'm sure you guys love, you know, participating in all of that. And, you know, you mentioned Sandy Diego State. And next week, um, the Mountain West Conference Media Days are going to take place uh, right here in Las Vegas. Uh, and I know you do a lot of work with college ball and you do a lot of work with the NFL as well. Uh, how fired up are you for another season of college football? Well,
3: I'm excited about college football, too. I mean, you know, last year was a lot going on with COVID. and You know, I understand it wasn't the the, the best of seasons for a lot of folks, but I think this year is going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, we get a chance to get back to having full crowds, having the stadiums packed, the pageantry, you know, the tailgating. That's the one of the parts, the one of the things I love about college football. And for me being able to see, you know, each and every week from different schools and the traditions um, that's the fun part. And, and also now being able to watch, you know, the new up and coming guys that you can follow for the next year, two, three years. And then eventually, you know, you kind of watch them and envision them on your NFL team. So that's always the great part for me about college football, because you get to watch them as collegiates. But yeah. then also, too, you get to watch their career as they even maybe one day play for your football team in the NFL.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Before I let you go, Kirk, I know you got a lot of things going on—radio shows, pre and po- post game work, college broadcasts. Like we mentioned, what is the latest and greatest? What all do you have going on that we all need to be on the lookout for?
3: <laughs> you know what? Um, you can find me on SiriusXM NFL Radio, uh, covering the NFL. We got our training camp tour coming up, so I'll be visiting the, about three or four NFL training camps. So, pretty excited about that. You can catch me on uh, ESPN's college football coverage, nice. uh, covering. Uh, broadcasting games throughout. So you'll see me on ESPN, ABC, ESPN two, uh, along the ESPN networks covering college football. And, you know, I got a couple podcasts as well too. I got a cu- podcast called Total Coverage. You can look that up. And our last thing is my weekly show that I have here in Los Angeles, which is LA Gridiron Weekly. And uh, yeah, if you guys get a chance this week, uh, I'm going to have uh, Jonathan Abram, nice. Raiders Safety on this week, just talking about the season, talking about Gus Bradley. So, That'll be an interview you guys won't want to miss. That, uh, be, that'll uh, air on Saturday on L.A.
1: Gridiron Weekly here on uh, ESPN 710. There it is. I'll definitely be tuned into that. Good information. And I got to assume that maybe you're going to make your way out to Raiders training camp at some point? Yeah, I'm going to
3: try to get there, right? I was supposed to come for our alumni weekend, but I'll be covering, like I said, covering the NFL. Okay. Um, if not, if I don't make it to training camp, I will for sure be there. I'm already uh, locked in for Monday night football Ravens Raiders yes. I cannot wait that is going to be fun I would not miss that game for the world and I look forward to being uh, with all my silver and black folks
1: all right well hey at the very least Kirk I'll see you when you get here to Vegas of uh, Monday night football definitely be there at Allegiant Stadium so if not then uh, we'll definitely catch up then
3: all right man sounds good appreciate the time
1: there it is right there that is the full meal deal conversation myself and Kirk Morrison from Thursday uh, it's always great to catch up to that dude man really really good dude it's so funny after that interview uh, ran already Nation Radio 920 on Thursday I actually had someone call in uh, and talk about Kirk Morrison was one of his favorite players of all time. It was the first jersey that he owned was a Kirk Morrison jersey, and he said why, and it was just great and refreshing to hear him on the radio uh, chopping it up with me. So I thought that that was really really cool, and you never know what's going to inspire someone to call in, you never know what's going to inspire someone to text in or anything. Just it's it's one of those things, man. It's really really cool. But Captain Kirk is always a really good dude, and he is a Raider through and through. And as you heard him say, he is. Going to be there week one. Monday Night Football, Allegiant Stadium, Lamar Jackson comes to town. Not only Lamar Jackson, but also the Baltimore Ravens. They come to town. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that game in prime time. So he said he's going to be there. Of course, I'm going to be there, but we've got a lot of time in between now and then. I say a lot, but it's going to fly by. It's not a lot, but uh, we still got to get to the training camp. We got to get to preseason and then you get to the regular season, right? So let's not jump ahead of ourselves too much. But either way, Raider Nation, that's all I got for you for today. Uh, hopefully, you have a great weekend we'll be back on monday here on the lockdown raiders podcast of course i'll be on i'll be doing double duty today on raider nation radio 920, uh the morning show so depending on what time you're listening to us, it might already be over pritch and clay i'm filling in for clay so it's gonna be pritch and q and then i'm filling in for Vinny bonsignor in the huddle later on 4 to 6 p.m so double dip a q today uh, double dip a Q on Monday, and uh, it's all good. We're going to make it happen. A lot of Raider talk coming up in the next few days for your boy, but that's how we get down. So have a great weekend, Raider Nation. We'll talk again on Monday. Take care of yourself. Uh, you know, If you're not vaccinated up, then make sure you got your mask. Make sure that you don't get fall victim to this uh, Delta variant that's out there right now, and uh, you just want to be good and be safe for you and your family. So until then, Raider Nation, as always, just win, baby.